0: Welcome to the Business Podcast Canada, a Canadian podcast for business professionals around the world with Victor Miyagi and Robin Alisat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Business Podcast Canada. My name is Victor Miyagi and I have my co host with me, Robin Alisat. Robin, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, Victor. How about for you? Good,
0: good, good, good. good.
1: Our first episode. Yay!
0: Exciting, exciting. Robin and I are both business professionals here in Canada, and we're really looking forward to sharing interesting business articles, news, interviews, and more with other business professionals around the world. In today's episode, we'll be talking about an article featured in lifehacker.com entitled, Avoid These Phrases That Make You Sound Immature at Work. So we'll talk about the phrases, mention some examples, and then chat about our thoughts around them. What do you think, Robin? Are you ready?
1: I'm so nervous, Victor, because reading this article, I know for sure that I have filled in blank spaces or if I'm thinking uh, "and uh, an example right now, I'm really curious to know um, what we can learn about this, how we can kind of move forward with it, but very nervous to see how many of these filler words and jargon that I actually use on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I think, though, for a lot of these phrases, I think we need to take them with a grain of salt. Um, and there's a filler word right there. But I think that depending on where you work, for example, and we'll see, not to spoil what we're going to be talking about, but well, one of the phrases is profanity. But I know that in certain industries or certain businesses, it's okay. And people talk like that all the time. But if you're like in insurance, for example, or in banking, yeah, you wouldn't be using profanity. So I think for a lot of these, It's yeah, let's talk about them. Let's see what the experts say in these articles, but then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them and see what we actually think (laughs) about these phrases. (laughs) So the first one we have is we, we were just talking about those, the filler words. So these are words like, like, you know, um, are, so I am guilty of using, you know, and sometimes I also use, um. And I don't know that I agree with this making you sound immature at work. It may, it maybe I will say it makes you sound unsure at times, or like you're not prepared for what you're talking about. In the podcast world, definitely we we don't want to be using um, all the time. So that's something that I am acutely aware of. <laughs> but um, I don't know that I would say it makes you sound immature however lifehacker.com in that same article also has an article on how to stop saying those words and they have a few recommendations over here so for example one of the recommendations is to record yourself to find the words that you use the most when you are talking like right now we're recording so there's a degree of pressure on me to not use filler words but When you're presenting as well, you may not be aware of what you're saying because you're so invested in the topic or you're nervous, you're in front of an audience. So you may be saying, "Um," you may be saying, you know, and not even notice. So recording yourself once, I think is, or not once, but however many times you need, I think it's a good way for you to see, looks like I really overuse, you know, or I overuse. um, And if you know that, once you know that, you can be on high alert and before you say you know you'll be like you don't know <laughs> i will say something different or i will just pause so yeah. i think that's a really good recommendation is to record yourself and find those the the the, the your crutches that you use the most absolutely there's also find out when you use filler words so is it when you're tired or when you're presenting when you're on the spot during meetings so if you know Well, it looks like when I am running a presentation for clients, that's when I use filler words the most. Then that's also when you can be at high alert and say, this is a situation, this is a scenario when I usually use a lot of filler words. So again, you can be more mindful of that. They also said to give yourself small speaking challenges. So we don't always practice public speaking. So maybe get yourself out there. Uh, You can go to a Toastmasters presentation or a group, um, whatever they uh, are called, you can volunteer to run a webinar, you can uh, present a topic in front of your team. So anything that gets you talking kind of in public will help with getting that exposure and exercising your mind and your speaking abilities. So you're not using these filler words. Enlist a friend to call it out. And maybe that's something you and I can do here, Robin, because it says to speak with a friend and see if they can call you out every time that you use one of these crutch words. So if you say, um, I can maybe ring a bell or I can tell you, um, (laughs) and then that way you're also aware because maybe again, you're focused on what you're saying. We're recording a podcast episode. We are paying attention to what we're saying. So maybe we let an, um, (laughs) <laughs> slip by. And then either you or I can tell the other uh, what, what we just did. So <laughs> that's another recommend- recommendation there to enlist a friend to call it out. And also embrace the pauses. And I think this is a good one. And you know who uses it a lot is our finance minister, Christia Freeland. She speaks very slowly and she pauses a lot. She does this, so she's not using filler words. So she is really thinking about what she's saying as she is saying it. Sometimes we are speaking faster than we're thinking. (laughs) And in her case, she's very careful. She talks like this. By the time a word came out, she knows what the next word will be. And sometimes when she doesn't actually know, she will pause. We can't do that in the podcast here because if I'm saying, and then I pause, our listeners may think their headset broke or uh, their internet died. So we can't really do that here, but that's a good tip if we you're would, on camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, we would need like a narrator. And Victor is now pausing for dramatic effect as Robin is contemplating how to respond.
0: <laughs> At this time, both presenters are thinking <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I like that. Can we get a narrator? I think we should we get a narrator. Now. If you're listening and you're interested in being our narrator, reach out to us. (laughs) So, well, that's a good tip, though, anyway, for certain situations, maybe not a podcast. Um, And they're also said to keep sentences short and write for the ear, not the eye. So basically, when you're speaking, try not to overcomplicate your sentences, because that probably will cause you to trip and need a crutch as you're trying to get your point across. We gave your sentences short, make sure it is a conversation. You're not writing a dissertation. You're just having a conversation. So keep it short and simple. So what <gasps> do you think, Robin? Kiss.
1: Are we kissing? It, was it K-I-S-S? Keep it- K-I-S-S?
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs> but it's true though. I think those are really great points, Victor. And I think especially the silence. I think people aren't really used to it or they're comfortable with it yet. And it could be so many things. And I think especially a lot of our um, work is online now. Mm -hmm. So it could be bad internet connection, the mic could cut off or the earbuds could be dying. And it's so interesting how we can... um, we can get nervous around that. And it's hard not to try to, I think, as people were naturally ready to fill in silence with something, and we're not embracing that silence. And it could be because you've really hit something um, that people are really wanting to digest, or it is something that they haven't considered. So I think especially the silence really kills people. And I know that I'm guilty for that. It's like, What do we think of that? And you just try to lighten the mood. You try to keep the conversation going, or you try, I've done this for sure, you try to just kind of move on. So if I don't feel like I'm gonna get a response right away, okay, we can come back to that. It's not something that we have to address now, and I move on. And for what reason? I'm not sure if I'm doing any good in doing that, or if I'm avoiding something that maybe a negative comment could come. It is really interesting, though, now really thinking about what the silence can do and how impactful it could be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why can't we embrace that?
0: Exactly, exactly. And you can even add a pause for a dramatic effect. So even that is good. So, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to pause or even speak slowly. Sometimes if you, if you know something difficult is coming up that you really have to think about your answer, then maybe take a page out of our finance minister's book and speak a little slowly. (laughs) All right. So what's the next phrase there that we have that could make you sound immature at work?
1: So this is really interesting because uh, I don't know, it's hard. So it's kind of sort of i guess and just um you know we kind of use these type of words of hedging words apparently so um it could be like and to me i feel like i guess could be second guessing yourself Mm -hmm. i guess this could be it or i don't know it could have been like that and and it's interesting because they were in the in the lifehacker um article it's saying that they could be distracting and they mm. can also convey a lack of clarity or self-assurance. So it's interesting that, um, yeah, I, I think it really also kind of drives home that if you are going to present, you should be 100% sure of what you're presenting. So you don't give the impression by using kind of, sort of, I guess, or just, and making yeah. the listener kind of second guess, why are you why are we doing this then? Are you a subject matter expert? Do you know why we should be here? Do you if it's numbers or if it's, you know, trends or whatever it might be, I, I'm really curious to know what you think of mm-hmm. if you flip in a kind of or sort of or mm-hmm. just, um, you agree with that?
0: Well, I also think it depends. So this is the business podcast, Canada. So it could be any type of business. However, I also think that that depends, like if you're in banking and someone is asking you for advice on how to invest and you say, well, I guess that's like, you guess, like I'm asking you, (laughs) I don't (laughs) want you to be guessing. So I think that definitely is an environment or a business where you don't want to be using these types of words. The one that I disagree with though, is just, so I will share that I always use Grammarly when I am drafting an email and Grammarly hates just, it always wants me to remove the word just, but especially since we are, in a digital world, and so much of what we do is via email, I think that Just also helps soften the blow sometimes. So if I send you an email, for example, and I'm like, hey, Robin, just wanted to check on this, how are we doing? Versus, hey, Robin, wanted to check on this, how are we doing? Sounds a lot more bossy, a lot more to the point. So I think that's when I use Just is when I want to soften the blow a little bit. So that's the one that I would disagree with. But yeah, kind of, sort of, I guess. Yes, they definitely, I agree. They do make you sound unsure of what you're saying. So yes, let's try to avoid them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then the next one over here is asides. So this is, again, I'm not sure how, if I agree too much with these, but these are kind of like little jokes that you uh, add into your sentence or what you're saying so making jokes that's what life hacker says you're making jokes about your mother-in-law or the bar last night or excusing your sloppiness by blaming your travel schedule binge watching Ozark <laughs> and they said save the stand up for open mic night again not sure that I agree I do believe a lot of business professionals are very to the point and they they don't like that uh, so I think it's really, knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to. And maybe if you have a client and you have that relationship, that rapport, then it's fine. Hey, what did you do this weekend? You know, the other day I was talking with uh, someone from C- uh, from Seattle and I mentioned how I, I went to school in Maple Valley and in, in Issaquah. So we had that little side conversation before we really got down to business. So that was fine. But yes, there are definitely some clients where they just want what they came for and you should keep the asides to the side. But what do you think, Robin?
1: Absolutely. And I think this is a good moment to clarify that, you know, we're both coming from client success manager, CSM roles. So we get that. We get that client relationship. So if a client does want to be jokey-jokey, that's the first impression that we're getting kind of introducing to the client, then that kind of sets that expectation that you can share more about you. You can talk about the weather or other things that do come up, but if there is something or a client interaction and it is black and white straight to the point, I agree with you, Victor. I think it's hard to rule of thumb, and I'm using air quotes, to not do this, but I think it really develops a relationship. And I think as a client success manager, that's our ultimate goal. So if I can share a little bit more about me as mm-hmm. a person, as Robin, and then the client can share more about them as a person. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's who we are. We're two people. Yes, we're professionals, but we have a personal side to us. Um, and, and, and it's really interesting how some people don't like to mix you know, business with pleasure. And I know that kind of indicates a romantic relationship, but it's interesting to me that you can't share more about who you are. And I think depending on your relationship with some of these people, mm-hmm. you can be mm-hmm. meeting every week. And for me, I couldn't imagine opening up me personally to share with clients if I am meeting on that kind of cadence. They don't know about me, or I don't share more about you know my world. And I think especially with COVID, we've we've done that. We've kind of broken down that barrier to kind of share more about how is COVID impacting you? How is COVID, you know, your mm-hmm. health or your mental um your mental health? And I think it's so hard to really define, you know, the asides of making a joke or breaking the ice when. I don't know it just it doesn't feel right to me specifically
0: mm-hmm. i agree and i think that especially with this one but with a lot of these phrases again it's about your audience and knowing your audience knowing who you're talking to and yes sometimes it will be fine to have a sides sometimes it won't so mm-hmm. it really depends on your audience i think i agree yeah and what do we have next
1: oh so this one is interesting and i feel like 18 year old robin is getting offended here Whatever, <laughs> I, and it's funny because I have to say it like that. I feel like clueless. Hopefully people understand clueless. Um, please watch it if you didn't. Um, but whatever. And I don't know if I've used that in a very long time, but it's to the point. I mean, this article is saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it does share more of that immature word that I don't know after a certain point in life, if you remove it from your vocabulary because, it is. It, and it's funny because this exact, I was just going to say this, it's the backbone of high schooler world. And yes. <laughs> I think that's what it, you use it to a point, but I'd be really curious, Victor, have you caught yourself using whatever? Do you even remember the last time you used it in like a business? <laughs> I would be curious in a professional setting and in a personal setting without being funny, without whatever you just do that. And I'm going to like, I'm, I'm curious. with <laughs> If you can remember a time that you actually used it the last time.
0: Yes. So I think even as we were preparing for this episode, I I said, because we were catching up just so our listeners know, Robin and I used to work together. So we were just catching up before recording this episode. And I think I did say something and then I was like, well, whatever. (laughs) So I don't think I would use it professionally. I don't think I remember using it professionally. But I am guilty of using it in informal situations, I think. So maybe should I not use it with my colleagues at work? I don't know. I think especially in in written communication, like if I'm writing a Teams message or a Slack message and I say whatever, that could come across as a little rude even. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's... Uh, again it depends on who you're talking to if you have someone like you and me like there is that trust i yeah i'll just say oh you know what whatever but i don't think telling it to a client absolutely not and with colleagues i also think depending on who you're talking to they could take it a little differently
1: i agree and i yeah. think you make a really good point especially when you are writing out the word and maybe some of these slang words if you're writing it out I could see it coming across in a different
0: Mm -hmm. way to
1: mean it. But if you're talking, you can hear that tone. And especially if you're on video, you get that body language. You can understand a little bit more of when you're using that word, what it's being referred to so that's a good point like if you were going to use whatever or any of these maybe also consider using it in verbally like a conversation and maybe avoiding it in in a um excuse me in an email or a formal document or you know Mm in and and it's funny that you say that too because as casual slack and teams are there still is that indication sometimes depending on how I'm feeling that day Mm -hmm, if you were to mm -hmm. write me I might whoa Victor are you mad at me like what's going on here so I think that's maybe a really good rule of thumb too is that maybe use these depending on how you want to move forward it but maybe removing it from your written Mm -hmm, work mm -hmm. would be a really good way to kind of start
0: I think so and I also think that for even whatever you can use it in different ways like if you use it to dismiss Something it's to be dismissive and say, oh, whatever. But if you say whatever the situation or whatever you may prefer, you know, th- there are ways to say whatever that right. aren't immature. However, this article also mentions ones that I do agree are just bad, literally, totally, and random. I don't know about random, but literally and totally for sure. Leave those in high school, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the next one we have is, it's, it's a little controversial, but it's no worries or not a problem. So this also I've read articles that could be generational, where, you know, certain generations are okay with saying no problem. But other generations may be like, oh, so do you mean that that could have been a problem? <laughs> so this, this is a little controversial. So I think the safe bets, the safe thing to do is to avoid using them. So instead of saying you're welcome, sometimes people think that you're welcome sounds way too professional, way too, oh, business-like, you're welcome. So there are a few ways that you can also say you're welcome. You can say sure thing, you can say, uh, of course, you can say, certainly you can say anytime. I think anytime is one of my favorite ones, but I also use, of course, a lot to say, to not say no problem, just because I know it can be controversial. It may be that, you know, in a few years from now, it, it will stop being controversial and everybody will be saying it. But I think at this time, it is still kind of uh, a hot topic, <laughs> depending on who you're talking to.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny, Victor, because I've really, now that I've thought about it, I've really started to say happy to. Mm-hmm. So if it is no worry, if they say, you know, if it is setting me up that, Oh, thank you for doing that. I didn't realize that X amount of work would have gone into it. It's like happy, happy to dive in and provide you those information. And it because of that, right? I think it is interesting that you do look at a situation and you don't want to put a connotation onto a client or a coworker that, yeah, no worries, but you actually really. Um, made me work an extra two hours that I didn't expect or I didn't realize that I was going to dive into something as in-depth as you originally requested. But having the happy to help or happy to, for me, kind of lessens the blow, but Mm -hmm. also make sure that, you know, if it did take longer than expected, I mean, it's going to come out eventually. And if it, did I really want to do that today? Probably not, but (laughs) it was going to be something that was probably going to come up you know, sooner than later. So it is interesting how I just realized using like no worries and not a problem to me is now happy to help. Have you kind of rephrased and and you kind of see like a a staple or a crutch word that you use to replace these?
0: Yeah. So I do. I think I also use or glad I could help is another one that I use, but I think for the most part, it's either anytime or of course which again, I don't know if of course is a suitable <laughs> replacement, that's but that's what I've been using.
1: That's fair. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. And what, uh, what's the next phrase?
1: Oh, okay. I feel like I'm getting like the Valley girl ones. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Um, so this is interesting. And I'd be super curious to get your thoughts on dude, bro, man. Uh, and I think this is to your point about, you know, certain clients have a more casual approach profanity can be used casualness can be used and it's not a big deal um I'm gonna say I'm here because I really am at a loss for words when would you use this in any kind of and I don't know this is not my world either I don't refer to any of my um friends as dude or bro or man but when have you used this in a professional setting
0: (laughs) so in a professional setting definitely with co-workers who are males and who I'm close with or if they initiated. I also I'm not really used to I've never been like too broy where I call mm. people bro. I do use man, but definitely only if there's that trust, not with a client. I have had clients who are pretty hip and young and you know they even they refer to me as a dude or a man. Usually oh. even when they Say that I'm still not comfortable enough. If it's a client, to go yeah. back and also do them or bro them. <laughs> um, so I have received it. I I don't do it professionally, but with colleagues, if you know, if if that's the way that we kind of uh, get along, then sure. But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a common one. Maybe if if you're working at a super casual type of business or a company, then yeah, people probably bro each other all the time. But I think that in most businesses, that's you won't see that every day.
1: I love that. Can we coin that? You don't bro me every day. We're not a bro <laughs> kind of company. <laughs> well, I love it. So then, flip side to bro, dude, man, referring to women as girls.
0: Mm-hmm. And as somebody
1: who identifies as female,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really haven't thought about it until recently, where it's to the point, it's like, men got to be men, or you're a man if you do X, Y, Z, but it is interesting that women still can be, oh, you girls, and I know that lady became a thing, hey, lady, and it's like, mm, why, <laughs> why? And so I'm really curious about this because it, is, I mean, it does say if if the person or a group of people you're referring to is over the age of 18, as womenhood, officially, like adulthood, anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not a girl anymore.
0: I agree. I agree. I I personally would not call a group of women girls, especially not in the workplace. I don't think it would come across right from someone who identifies as a male. So I I definitely would not use this. And I also would not refer use girls to refer to grown women. I, I agree with that. I think that girls is for oh a group of elementary school girls or oh look there's a a, a little girl walking outside my window here. But definitely not for someone. And again, I said, definitely but (laughs) not for someone in the, in the business world. I don't think so. And then, so, and this is one that I think will be popular. One is referring to everyone as you guys. Now, this is one that I did make a commitment to myself to stop saying, I think back in 2020 or 2021, maybe. And it's been a, a long time since I've used you guys. And I even like, I feel weird when it's coming up or when somebody says it, it's very interesting that sometimes I will be in meetings with all women. It's just women and me. And one of the women will say you guys. And I'm like, even I don't say that. (laughs) So I agree that a guy is a male. So it's, it's not, if you are in a group of, of people and at least one of those people identifies as female then you're no longer talking to a group of guys. So what can we say instead of that? It's all. And that's what I say. I always say you all, you can also use everyone. So it does. Can everyone see my screen instead of, can you guys see my screen? Uh, I'm not sure that I agree with team and friends. It sounds a little too, like you're trying too hard. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, folks I also use folks sometimes and even because we are in Calgary so we can also justify using y'all so (laughs) I've definitely used y'all and they say oh but we're not southern most people in Canada are southerners like most of us live in the south of Canada so we can justify using (laughs) y'all so yeah definitely a hot topic um, item here you guys some people Say, oh, it's fine; it doesn't matter. And some people are really against using you guys. I just decided to go to, the, to go to the safe side and stop using you guys. <laughs> but what do you think?
1: No, and it's funny, Victor, because when we were working together, this was something that we talked about over Teams, uh, and I truly didn't really appreciate it until you mentioned it to me. That we have we've blanketed people depending on what they identify as you guys. and it's interesting that we haven't figured out another term to use to your point is it everybody is it? and I must admit I do use team um, and I don't know if it is because if I am talking to people, it usually is my team. Uh, mm-hmm. it is interesting though that we haven't as a society or you know culturally, In our workplaces, we haven't identified what is the best way do, if it is guys, and there is a mix of female and males, is that okay? We don't even ask that question. So Mm -hmm. I do really appreciate, Victor, that you you shared your insights with me because it really got me thinking and to be more aware of when I am with people, how should I approach that? How should I address the team or group? When I am, if it is my turn to talk or if I am presenting, it really is interesting that it is a crutch word or phrase to address people. And mm-hmm. I really just speaking on my experience with that aha moment that you gave me, I don't even know if we really pay attention to that.
0: I don't think many people do, but there are people out there, I think, that. Are, de- are opposed to see I stopped myself I was gonna say definitely, definitely. <laughs> there, are, there are people who are against that and they say oh we, we are not guys yes. <laughs> we're women so I think you know to your point and I was watching a, a an older season of the amazing race the other day and the first thing that filled the the host of the show did on the very first episode, he rounded up everyone and he said, Okay, let's agree on something. Is it okay if I say you guys? Oh. And they were all okay with that. So oh. he continued to use you guys. So oh. maybe that is something that could be mm-hmm. when you're getting like a new client, for example, or when you're in a, a situation where you are not aware of what everybody's feelings are about the topic, you could ask that, hey, so is it okay is if I call everyone you guys? And then if someone has a problem, then you can always replace it with you all or everyone. That's just a deficiency that we have in the English language is that you means you, Robin, personally, but it can also mean you society humanity so it's not like in french where there's like vu or that it you know, in, in involves many people or in other languages that you do have a different word for you singular versus you plural we don't have that in the english language so we need to complement the word you with another word to make it clear that we're talking to more than one person so okay. i think that's why i have been using you all when i say good morning everyone good morning all I usually don't say good morning, team. I, I feel like it's very corporatey. So, <laughs> I but you, I, that's that here. Lifehacker lists is, lists it as an alternative to using you guys. So it's perfectly valid to use it instead of you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And then I think we have a couple more. Uh, what is the next one?
1: Okay. It is what it is. This is always interesting because I think it does mix into the kind of sort of, I guess, just
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: because if you're using those kind of words, you're already giving, as it was mentioning, as we talked about, you're already giving that impression that you aren't sure of what's happening. You're not sure of the data. You're not sure of what you're talking about. So it's interesting that they've put it in its own category. It is what it is. Well, mm, no, (laughs) no. Um, But then that's what they said. It's like, and what is it exactly? You know, what is it that you're kind of letting it go or you're sweeping it under the rug? Like it's so vague to say, and also very dismissal. Now that I think of it, it's like, ah, it is what it is. And it's like, okay, well, what, what do you want to change? Like we should change. But it shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does give me, now that I think about it, it gives me that, Oh, that doesn't make me feel good. What do you okay? So that's it. Like yeah. we're obviously on a topic that is important or needs to be discussed. Oh, it is what it is. It's like, hey yeah. you guys, hey you guys, oh, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> it's like you're giving up. And just like this article says, it it means nothing. What what did that add to the conversation? I mean, I already know that it's what it is. What are we gonna do about it? <laughs> that's what I want to know so maybe instead of saying it is what it is oh that's interesting let's and then establish what you're going to do so that it is not what it is
1: (laughs) I think and as a client too I would be curious if you lose faith 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 in the person you're talking to I don't know I would feel Mm -hmm. really disconnected and kind of (laughs) kind of um I would feel turned off by that well yeah I don't know if I want to come to you for help anymore. If this is how you're going to address a situation, or if there is something that I'm having problems with and it's the system, it's the way that it was designed, it whatever it is, what it is. And it's like, well, should I continue my business with you?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what else is going to be what it is? <laughs> so, yes, that's yeah. a good
1: point too. If this is what you're willing to sweep under the rug or stop right here. What else is going to come up Mm -hmm. that will give me no resolution? No, you're not going to resolve anything for me. That's a really big picture.
0: So I think we agree. This one is valid. (laughs) Don't use this one. (laughs)
1: No, I agree. I agree.
0: The next one is profanity. So we already talked about how this does depend on the situation and the type of business that you're in. I will say I... Really don't use profanity, even like in in regular, like non-work-related situations. Yes, of course, I do say it every once in a while, but it's not like I'm using it every other word and definitely not at work. I am against that, but I know that for some reason it's it's becoming more commonplace, I think. And there are times when people like colleagues, like people within the same team or even higher ups use that uh, profanity they, they drop an f-bomb in the middle of like a company-wide meeting and yeah. it's okay i personally don't feel comfortable with profanity yeah. yet <laughs> what about you
1: i a hundred 100 agree with you victor and i think it is interesting uh especially when we are client-facing professionals and it is interesting when we do take um feedback or suggestions to the team. And it's interesting that for non-client-facing people, I really find that profanity is every other word. We're <laughs> very comfortable with it. And I do think it's really interesting because we're client-facing. I am curious, Victor, to get your thoughts on you don't use it, you know, as much in your personal life because, that could slip out at any time. If you're not thinking about it, you could absolutely F-bomb or worse kind of thing. And I think because for me now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I I would agree with you. I don't think I use, you know, I don't think I swear too much on a, on a personal level, but I think mm-hmm. it's because at any moment that could accidentally slip out. And how do you even recover from that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that is true. Need like a little delay so you can bleep it, but... <laughs> I don't know. It reminds me of this one time that I was off camera, and I wanted to sneeze. Yes, sneeze. And so I wanted to mute myself, but the mute and the camera button are pretty close to each other. So instead of clicking on the mute button, I clicked on the camera button. So the client got to see and hear me sneezing. And yeah, how do you recover from that you can't? So it's kind of like if an if a, if an F bomb slips out because you're so used to saying it every day, yeah. then yeah, what do you do? Here in the in the business podcast, like if you or I let an F bomb slip, I don't think that I would even ble- bleep it, you oh, know. Okay. But <laughs> but because I don't I don't think that we have to worry too much about children listening to the business podcast (laughs) but you know let me know if you if you are uh, if you are listening and you're uncomfortable with profanity i I can bleep profanity for sure but it doesn't sound like you'll get too much of that from robin or myself so maybe guests once we have them
1: (laughs) oh that would be really interesting victor especially because we're laying the ground this is our first episode we're laying the ground so for future hosts better be careful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy. And we have one last one.
1: And I think that's, it's really timing. Um, especially after talking about profanity, this sucks. <laughs> and again, I, know I have to like, you know, high school Robin <laughs> it out, but yeah it does. Why would you use that? And and that's exactly and it's funny because with the rest of the words that we've been um sharing there's a little bit more that life hacker has shared on you know what kind of connotation what the implications mean Implica- implications um you know what when you say these words you're you're really giving off an impression to whomever you're talking to and this that sucks this sucks it sucks absolutely absolutely it does so
0: mm-hmm. Mm.
1: and that, and I think what do you I, I think it kind of goes like it is what it is It's like how do you even come back with that how do you even question it how do you even continue on after you just kind of shut it down and that and that's what it seems it doesn't seem like it's an open conversation and once you say that I feel like that's the end of the conversation <laughs> yeah Ooh. And you can
0: always use something different, like if, if you, okay, maybe it does suck, but you can say something like, oh, that's disappointing, or yeah. that's too bad, yes. you know, different ways that you can say the same thing. It's still not adding anything, but um, definitely on a business level, I think let's avoid using that sucks, mm-hmm. you know, if maybe something does suck, but you know, you can word it differently awesome. or if something does suck, then, j- you know, say, oh yes, but this is what we're going to do. Yeah. you know, so that it doesn't suck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we agree with that one.
1: Yeah. I think that's interesting too. Cause when, you know, what you were saying, it, it could be, it, it could be disappointing or that's unfortunate to hear you. I think in those situations where if it does suck, you want to be empathetic with them. This is obviously a situation that I personally don't want to be in mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. really bad that you're in this situation to so show that empathy for this person's situation, I agree. I mean, they already, whatever it might be, if it is a word that that's what you would use, they're already not feeling great. So why not use a different word or rephrase it? So at least if, oh, well, I'm glad that's not my problem. And it's like, no, fine, <laughs> this is really unfortunate, but let's see to your point. Like, let's see what else we can do. Let's see if we can strategize, if there's a different way of doing things, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, it's important to remember that that if somebody is in a situation that you would use that sucks, mm-hmm. then more needs to be established. Then I think yeah. having that compassion would go a long
0: way. Yeah, definitely. So so two things don't say that sucks, say something different, like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's disappointing. That's I don't I don't know different ways to say it, but then also provide the solution. So, okay, this is unfortunate. This is not ideal. (laughs) Uh, So let's do this instead. So yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, perfect. That wraps up our topic for this first episode of the business podcast, Canada. I do hope everyone enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to reach out to us, our email is contact at businesspodcast.ca, or you can also message us through LinkedIn if you prefer. Robin, any closing thoughts?
1: This was really great, Victor. I think a lot of people, uh, maybe because Zoom has happened, you know, working from home, there is a level of maybe professionalism that has dropped. And I say that very loosely because we're all human. I mean, we've all went through a pandemic that really rocked our world. And I think Mm -hmm. being able to be more of ourselves, a little bit more casual, a little bit more open. And I think this is really important just to keep in mind of the things. And I I appreciate those tips of recording yourself or having a coworker or friend pick up on the filler words that you might use because... I think we're getting to a point where, you know, whether it's hybrid situations where you're working from home or in the office or more back to work situations, we're going to start moving into another direction where being professional or being on, I think is going to be really important. Um, So this was really great for me, Victor. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, thank you as well, Robin. And I hope that everyone also enjoyed it. So that is it for both of us. Thank you for listening until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Podcast Canada. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please reach out to contact at
1: businesspodcast.ca. You can also find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company
0: businesspodcastcanada. Until next time.